You're listening to Create Wealth Through Franchising, and I'm your host, Kim Daly. In my 20 years as a franchise consultant, I've helped hundreds of people achieve their dreams of building and scaling franchise businesses to create wealth. The interview you're about to hear can also be found on my YouTube channel, where I post new franchising content multiple times per week. Please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and to my YouTube channel at kimdaily.tv. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Daily Coach YouTube channel. I am Kim Daly, and today we have a friend of mine. His name is Paul Moore. Paul, welcome to Kim Daly TV. Hey, it's great to be here. A real honor, Kim. Thank you so much. I'm returning the favor because not too long ago, Paul had me as a guest on his podcast, which we'll be talking about in a few minutes. So Paul is a serial entrepreneur over 30 years, owning his own businesses. He is a commercial and residential real estate developer, and he manages multiple real estate funds with Wellings Capital. That's a little bit about who you are professionally, but the daily coach likes to be a little bit more personal. (laughs) So Paul, before we dive into the subject at hand today, passive real estate investments, let's tell our lovely viewers, our entrepreneurs, W2 refugees, franchise owners, everybody who's watching this video. The daily coach knows that people buy from people they know, like, and trust. So tell us one fun fact about Paul Moore that will help our listeners connect with you. All right. Well, I was Dayton, Ohio Golden Gloves boxing champion in 1981. No way! (laughs) However, however, when I got there the first night of the three or four night event, Uh, I got the trophy right when I walked in the door because I was unopposed in my weight class. I was really heavy and there was nobody in the bantam super heavyweight uh, contest. You know, there's nobody opposed. So I actually didn't even have a fight up to that point. I'd never fought any fight. Two weeks later, I went for my first fight against this really, really tall, skinny guy. I called him the Louisville slugger later because he knocked me out cold within 42 seconds of the first round. That was my first and last fight. But you carry the title. (laughs) That's right. Congratulations, Paul. Yes. Awesome. See what kind of fun things we can learn about people when we ask that question. That's great. It's really fun. All right. Well, so you take, take the mic and tell our viewers a little bit about who you are, what you do, and why you love what you do. Yeah. So I started out with an engineering degree in the 80s, and that was my first big mistake. Uh, Then I got an MBA, went to Ford Motor Company, and I realized that I was an entrepreneur at heart because within the first month there, I was looking for businesses to start on the side. I thought about an oil change shop and thought about all these different things, including a property tax. Did you ever think about a franchise? You know, we were thinking about a franchise, but we didn't know anybody who could sell us a franchise. And so do you know anybody? I was young back then, Paul. (laughs) Yeah, that was 1988. I guess that would be, you know. But was I anyway. even born? That no, only kidding. I was born. I was okay. born. I'm surprised. So I was a teenager. Anyway. Okay. Well, I should have called you, but at any rate, we tried a bunch of different things, and then in uh, about five years later, we finally launched a company, 
And that was, uh, I was finalist for Entrepreneur of the Year uh, four more years later. And then we sold the company to a publicly traded company. I went and started an, a nonprofit organization in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia to cater to international students. And then started flipping houses, then started flipping waterfront lots at Smith Mountain Lake in Virginia, and then started building houses. I found out something. If you um, don't know how to tighten the doorknob on your own house, you probably shouldn't build ground up houses. I don't know what you think. That's just what I thought. And so um, did a small (laughs) subdivision. Yeah, well. You can work on it and not in it and still own it. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's (laughs) That's right. Franchising anyway. Anyway, so I was always trying to figure out how to get involved in commercial real estate. And I didn't know how. Where was the inroad? Where was the on-ramp? And Finally, we ended up building some multifamily properties in North Dakota during the oil boom, and I was hooked on commercial, never wanted to go back to single family or residential again. And now here we are, you know, a decade later with four commercial real estate funds and just having a blast doing this. So do you crowdfund, like, do you gather multiple investors to come in and buy a property? That's similar to what we do. It's called syndication, which means we put a bunch of investors together. We have about 440 investors. And so we will take, you know, maybe 100, 200 at a time and we'll invest in a portfolio of properties. I mean, so our goal is to get, you know, diversification across, let's say, 70 properties in our last fund. Uh, And so those hundreds of investors have a piece of about 70 properties that we handpick from the very best operators we can find. Wow. And so are your investors paid quarterly, annually? Is it only when you sell the property? How does that work? Yeah, the investors get, they can expect, uh, not guaranteed, of course, a cash flow distribution about every, uh, after a first quarter or so with no payments, we expect a monthly payment from that time. And then when we sell properties, there's a large bonus. So we had about seven of those last year. And so the investors either get a bonus or on top of the normal cash flow, or we reinvest that money to leverage their cash flow even further. We usually do a combination of both. How does somebody find out if they could become an accredited investor with you? Yeah. So accredited investors generally have a million dollars net worth or two or 300,000 a year, depending if they're married or single uh, in income. And then there's other requirements. Plus we have to like them. So we want to make sure that they like us and they really believe in us and we like them. I mean, and we tell investors regularly, you know, you may not be the best fit for us and us for you. I told a large investor this morning, hey, let me give you four or five other options. And so that's something that we do. We want to make sure that they're really in for a long-term hold because like Warren Buffett said, the best investments typically take a long time, a lot of patience, and that's what we believe as well. Most of the viewers coming to the Daily Coach YouTube channel are coming here looking for investment advice. That's what we're here to do. Share the good news in franchising, Paul Moore. That's what Kim Daly is all about, as you know. But also help people with their uh, financial resources make more money, right? That's what we want to do. So franchising is one route. It typically requires, even at its most minimal um, level, some amount of time, five to 10 hours a week. But real estate is one of those passive investments like this, where you're connecting yourself with 
professionals, experts that understand how to invest in the right types of properties and what to do with it to get a return. And you just trust in you and your team, give you the money and then collect the money, right? Right. Well, I mean, I just wrote an article, interestingly, Kim, called How to Ruin Your Retirement by Investing in Real Estate. There is a great way to ruin your life and your retirement. You could be a franchisor. You could be a W-2 person. You could be somebody who's retired. And if you try to invest in real estate on the side, you're likely going to be swimming with sharks who are doing it full time, who might have had a team doing it for decades. Um, I sat in someone's office there. They had seven people on the phones trying to acquire properties. If you try to compete against them, you might overpay you might get the wrong property, and then you're going to have to deal with toilets, tenants, and trash on the side. And that's what I did for years. The three and T's, toilets, the, tenants, and trash. I know, right? <laughs> and so we recommend that unless you're doing this full time, unless you're obsessed with doing real estate, you know, and eat, drinking, and sleeping real estate full time, we recommend that people do it passively. That's how I do it. I look for passive investment opportunities, like you said, and let the experts deal with all the issues and they just send me a check. This is reminding me very much of my spiel as to why people should invest in a franchise compared to going out and starting mm -hmm. a business on their own. I it's totally the same idea that you're partnering yourself with people who know what to do. You're not going to be the mom and pop out there that doesn't have a marketing plan, that doesn't know the customer, that doesn't know how to attract the customer, that doesn't know how to source the best product. You're going to be the expert because you're aligning yourself with a proven franchise brand or process, and that's going to give you that edge. And that's going to make I all the difference in your success love it. rate. I love it. I just wrote that down because I want to write an article about how investing with a syndicator is sort of like uh, starting a company or a brand through a franchise because that makes a ton of sense. We should talk about that on the offline later. Yeah, that's a parallel. So um, how can real estate investors harness inflation? Because I think that's happening right about now, right? To grow yeah. their wealth. You know, these are some bills here. Uh, this one is, I think it's $10 trillion bill from Zimbabwe. Um, I don't expect us to ever, yeah, ten. there it is, $10 trillion. And um, Zimbabwe had that type of inflation. I don't think that the U.S. is going to see anything like that, that type of hyperinflation. But wow. Sam Zell is the most successful real estate investor in America, and he made a lot of his money by, now think about this, locking in his largest cost for, let's say, 10, 12, 30 years even, and that's his mortgage at a fixed low interest rate, and then letting inflation increase the revenues from rent collections. And that is a massive, massive way to build wealth. We're in a better situation than Zell, though. Zell did this in the 70s when there was a lot of inflation, but there were high interest rates. They're six or seven percent, the best he could ever hope for. Right now, we just closed on a mobile home park with an operator that had 3.0, 3% interest rate. Wow. Now imagine inflation at seven, eight, nine, 10%, or it might only be four or five against that 3% uh, fixed interest rate for a long time. That's a great way to build wealth. And it's also a great way to, because not only is your revenue going up, but the cost of your mortgage in relative terms is going down, not just because you're paying it down, though that's true. You're also the, the relative cost 
is declining as the value of every dollar goes down every year. Hey, Daily Coach fans, if you're inspired by this conversation, I invite you to email me right now to explore this franchise opportunity. My email is inquire at kimdaily.tv. So you mentioned mobile home parks, so you don't just invest in, oh, I guess that's residential real estate, actually, as I say that out loud. (laughs) It's a mix of commercial and residential, but um, we consider it commercial along with self-storage, multifamily, senior living, RV parks, et cetera. Wow. And that that makes up that whole, um, the fund of 70 different companies? Yeah. Our last fund actually had self-storage and mobile home parks because that was the best opportunities we could find. We're always looking for the very best opportunity, sort of like you do for your clients to try to find the perfect fit. And self-storage and mobile home parks have had such amazing success because their owner pools are so fragmented. We've got thousands, actually tens of thousands of mom and pop owners who don't have the desire the knowledge or the resources to upgrade the property and to increase income and maximize value by going in and buying these properties, giving them top dollar because they've had a lot of price inflation. Their values have doubled by being mediocre, let's say over the last 10 years, but now we can pay them top dollar and significantly increase the value of the asset. I mean, one last year alone, we bought one in February in Louisville for 7.1 million, sold it in December for 15 million. Now the equity in that, the investor's capital was only three and a half million. So imagine going from three and a half million in equity up to about 10 and a half million at sale in 11 months. That was exceptional, but that process is not. That's normal. It's sort of like you find a mom and pop poorly run diner on the best corner in Manhattan, taking that over and putting a wonderful franchise there. Yeah, exactly. So you start, I think you answered one of my questions, but let's just see. I was going to ask you, how long does your typical investor invest their money? If I go in on this, is this a a 10-year deal with you or am I in and out, like you said, in 11 months? Well, I mean, that was one asset out of about 70 plus. And so uh, the fund itself is a 10-year hold. And so we take the money from, for example, from that one and we'll, reinve- we'll give some to the investors, but we'll reinvest some in other assets. So and you so- pay back some of the dividend, you pay back some of the um, what the growth, yeah. and then you're reinvesting the money. So if I'm a candidate for you and I go through your process, I'm accredited, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm putting in $100,000, let's say, if that's not even enough money. And, right. and so how long am I, when can I say, okay, I want to get my money out of your fund? Yeah, we don't recommend investors invest unless they're ready for us to hold it and use it for 10 years. Now, that said, we expect them to, I mean, our projections would show that they'd have all their money back and then profit in far less than 10 years, but there'd still be money left in. So for example, if they put in 100,000 in 2021, our projections would show by the end of 2031, they would have back their hundred thousand and another hundred sixty thousand or so. Okay, so that's sixteen percent total annual return. But some of that won't come till the end, if you know what I mean. And why do you recommend a ten-year time frame to wealth building? 
There's so many answers to that. One is, you know, Warren Buffett said, even though, yeah, <laughs> even though stock market, even though the stock market's quite liquid, he Buffett says, you know, the best investments take a long time, a lot of patience. You can't rush good investing. Buffett, in his characteristic way, said, you can't get nine women pregnant and expect to have a baby in one month. Can I say that on your podcast? That's awesome. And you just did. So that's fantastic. Right here on the Daily Coach YouTube channel, everybody. Yeah, you All bet. more. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay, moving on. The whole point the Daily Coach was trying to make is that there are no quick fixes. That is so true. Building wealth is a mindset. It's not a one-time deal. It's not typically one unit or one territory of a franchise. The wealth is created through the scale. Other investments are the same and it takes time. It's not kill today, eat today. It's like a farmer mentality where we we work the land and we plant the seeds and we continue to fertilize it and fertilize it and fertilize it, reaping a harvest as we go. But oftentimes the biggest harvest in many businesses is upon exit strategy, you know? And so that big return that you may get at the end of Paul Moore could be the big the big windfall, right? Like you're getting dividends all along the way. Is that what you're saying? But then sometimes it's upon exit. That's the biggest. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, investors might get between six and 8% per year, but at the end they might get, you know, they might get double or triple their money at the time of exit. And there's lots of investments out there like that. And so one of the things I love about commercial real estate is based not on residential comparable properties. It's based on math. And so that math allows us to force appreciation for time's sake. I'll leave it at that. And I'll also, but I will add that leverage and that math equation allow us to, I mean, like I said, we, you know, took three and a half million last year and turned into 10 and a half on exit. Now that one year time frame is not normal, but doing that in five years with when you buy mom and pop assets that are appreciating like this, it's very possible. Yeah. Yeah. You guys getting it? He sounds like an expert, doesn't he? <laughs> so Paul, if people would like to reach out to you to learn how to become an investor or just learn more about what you could offer to them, how do they do that? Uh, they could get my book on Amazon. It's the perfect investment. And I've got a new book on self-storage coming out in the fall. And uh, that's through Bigger Pockets Publishing. But the way to reach out to me directly is at wellingscapital.com. That's W-E-L-L. I-N-G-S, wellingscapital.com. And if they want our free special reports, including a five-day free course on getting involved in commercial real estate, they can add this, wellingscapital.com slash resources. That's fantastic. And we will put that information in the description below the video. So in closing our conversation, Paul, I want to ask you this question. So in a sales business or in life, People don't always remember what we say, but they usually remember how we make them feel. How do you want to be remembered, Paul Moore, on the Daily Coach YouTube channel? 
Yeah, I mean, if I could meet everybody in person, I would hope that they would feel loved because I think the highest calling we have on this earth, I was studying this again this morning in my meditation time, is to love. And so I try, I mean, I carry around a stack, not only of these silly Zimbabwe bills, but also I carry around a stack of $2 bills and I give them out to, you know, at drugstores or drive-throughs or to people I meet and, you know, kids especially. And it's a lot of fun. I want people to remember that they're valuable, that they're loved, that they were created with purpose and that they can leave a great mark on society if they just affect one life and do that in a positive way. That's so awesome. It makes me tear up. Right here, the good news on the Daily Coach YouTube channel. Thank you for being my guest today, Paul Moore. Thanks, Kim. It was great. Yeah, thank you. I am Kim Daly, the Daily Coach. Until next time, be well. If you found this inspiring, please contact me at inquire at kimdaily.tv. My consulting services are totally free to you. Again, that email is inquire at kimdaily.tv. I can't wait to hear from you.